Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Jim Metzner, and I've got my good friend... Bob Berman. Welcome to... Astounding Universe. You have a burning question for us. I can see it. Yeah, I think it's an oddity that as we go through our lives and we look around us and we see nature, and a lot of us love nature and looking at the different sights here on Earth, there is one thing that our eyes can behold that's not of Earth. There's only one celestial body that we can see detail on. Only one. With the naked eye, where you don't need a telescope, you don't need binoculars, you don't need knowledge. You can actually see stuff on one other body. It's the moon, of course. The moon? Yes, but if you say, well, what's that up there? And you point, remember, we're not talking about a telescope or binoculars, just naked eye. What are those dark blotches? What's that feature? Very few people know. I think I know, which is always a dangerous thing. When you think you know, they're... Mares, they're seas. Excellent, excellent. Is that right? You said something that people would not have been able to say until Galileo took his first look in late in 1609 and 1610. And then for the first time, he saw detail that was there. And he thought those dark blotches on the moon were seas, which in his language, in Latin, are mare in the singular and uh, maria in the plural. Okay, so there are these blotches on the moon, and obviously we know that there are no seas on the moon, but what are they? What are they, and what are they called? And these are the only details that we can see on another celestial body, so we should know something about them, because they are fascinating. They used to be thought to be oceans, but we now know that they are flows of lava that solidified. So they're vast, very smooth, dark, unreflective. And by unreflective, I mean, typically, they only reflect about 6 or 7% of the sunlight that hits them, that's about the same reflectivity as coal or an asphalt driveway. Meaning that if some insane developer decided to go to the moon and pave the entire surface, it wouldn't change the appearance (laughs) of the moon. The moon would be just as dark as it looks now because that's how dark it is. And this is so good. Malls could come back. We got the parking lots right there. There are places for them on the moon. This You'd be doing us all a great service, Bob. Or not. But mostly we already brought motor vehicles to the moon. Remember in Apollo 15, 16, 17? Did they park in Amare? Yes, the first one certainly did. That one didn't have a rover, but remember that was the most famous Mare. That's the one that's on the upper right side of the moon when you when the moon is at its highest each night in the sky. And that's Mare Tranquillitatis, the sea of... Tranquility. That's the most famous one. And all of the Mares, and this is what I find interesting and weird, they're all named for either human emotions or weather phenomena. Thus, you have the Sea of Tranquility, 
That's a human emotion. Sea of serenity, sea of crises. But there's also the ocean of storms and the uh, the sea of clouds, mare nubium. So it's either going to be weather phenomena or emotions. Those are all the blotches. And if you do have binoculars or a small telescope, wow, then you can start seeing all sorts of details, little bays and harbors. Those are called sinus, like sinus iridum. That's near the top of the moon and uh, all sorts of details. So they're all named after emotions. So you could have the, uh, you know, the lake of ambivalence, for <laughs> There's even one, Mare Akachitum, the, the sea of thinking, understanding, intelligence. I know what you're going to ask. Why did lava spread on the surface when the moon's interior is cold and there is no lava in there and nothing can flow on the tip, moon? Tip of my tongue. And that's because when the moon got clobbered by meteor impacts and it opened up fissures so that stuff below could flow out, in the early days, the moon was hot and did have lava, and that lava would flow and then drown out all the older stuff, the older craters, whatever was there. So by using binoculars, or especially just a backyard cheap telescope, you can see the history of the moon in front of you. You know that those lava areas are newer than the stuff that you can see it's covered. And any craters, and there are not a lot of them, but any craters on top of the lava had to come after the lava. Duh, right? So that's the newest stuff. Also, because whatever was happening on the moon was happening here on Earth at the same time, because when there were periods of impacts of meteors, if the moon got hit, we were getting hit during that time. If it was a period of quiet, like the last billion years, where the moon has scarcely gained any new craters, we've not had impacts. So looking at the moon through a small telescope also gives you the history of Earth. It's so cool. I mean, you could look at the Earth that way too, but how rarely do we do that? That's right. Plus, Earth has suffered from erosion. I can't say suffered because it's like a a free cleaning service where all the old scars, (laughs) uh, thanks to wind and water and erosion, got erased. Even the undersea floor gets replaced every 200 million years. No such thing on the moon. So we see the whole history very clearly. Here's one example. If you have binoculars and it's near the full moon, Those binoculars will show you a few places where craters have white rays streaming out of them. Now, that only happened during a specific period of the moon's history. The moon had periods. One of them is called the Copernican period. One is called the Eratosthenian period. And it turns out the Copernican period, and that was a little over a billion years ago, when craters hit the moon then, they tended to make white bright rays come out in all directions and you can see them clearly with binoculars but over time sunlight hitting the moon has subdued the rays and also changed the nature of the moon's surface material the soil so that these days when the moon gets hit which it doesn't get hit very often but when it does rays form So the newest craters have rays coming out of them. So again, using your binoculars, look at the most striking craters, the ones with the rays, you know, are about a billion years ago, Mm. the ones that don't have rays, but that lava is partially submerging. Those are older than that. So again, there's that timeline of the moon's history right in front of you. Okay, so check out the moon tonight. Look for the pond of lugubriousness. You'll find, you'll find <laughs> the a sea pond. of lugubriousness. <laughs> Mare lugubrious. Yes, there it is. I knew you'd find the right uh, nomenclature. 
Until then, we'll catch you next time. I'm Jim Metzner. And I'm Bob Berman. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.